coming. We just got here. Jeff Fennick, Brock Jarvis. Known you for five minutes, Jeff Fennick. You're already hanging shit on my driving. Oh. Where's the appreciation, mate? Where's the appreciation? Nice and close. Thank God it's only five minutes, but it's the last time you were driving me anywhere. <laughs> Can we just clarify that my driving, a lot of people might think that I'm a craziness driver, but you're opposite. You're, you're talking opposite well, now, aren't you? Let me give an example. I'm sure I could jog <laughs> to where, where you took me in two hours and 30 minutes today. At your peak no, of fitness no, or today? No, today. Today you can drive, you can jog. Well, there's a bit of traffic in Melbourne, Jeff. Okay. Brock Jarvis, welcome. Well, why are we driving around for? What's happening? Well, firstly, he's still got it. He still runs in me in the morning, so he doesn't run too slow. He can keep up with you? Or you yeah, try? Yeah, you can tell us here now, do you kind of ease up on him just to make him feel good? No, nah, he's, he's good. He's still fit. Trust me. Trust he me. Say I can't beat him. No, nah, but yeah. he, still, he, still, he still does better than... He's giving you Most. the death stare, Brock. Are you are you concerned about him or what? No. How's we're, the relationship? We're, we're more concerned about you and your brother Sammy Greco. <laughs> we're very scared of the I did Sam. tell you about the story where I did tell the uh, bullies in high school when I was in year seven where Sammy, te- I, I told them that Sammy Greco was my brother. So if Sammy Greco listens to this, he's also been a guest. Thanks for being my brother, Sam. Great man. That's why Jeff Fennick doesn't bust my balls too much because he, he thinks we're related, Sam. So, so Brock. You're starting boxing. 13 amateur fights, is yeah, that correct? that's correct, yeah. I don't worry too much about my amateur career. I'm worried about now. Doing what I'm doing now as a professional suits me a lot more. Keep working hard. And obviously, you need to be 100% in this. You can't do it halfway. You have to put everything or nothing. So I was going to say, you've got a hell of a lot of sponsors on, on yeah, board. That obviously absolutely. helps you keep you professional. Oh, yeah, definitely. Is that yeah. correct? When that's th- correct, yeah. When did they come on board? Before you started your... Well, obviously, because i got Jeff with me, these guys are... Gonna look after me, but now that I know them, I think you can burn they Jeff like off me. They, if you want. No, no. <laughs> I think they like me as a person, and I, I I show a lot of respect to my sponsors because they help me out, and I'm only just starting, so they're all investing in me, and I don't want to let any of them down. And I'm, I'm sure they've seen the potential in Brock. Um, they've been to his fights, they've watched him, and um, the spiel that I sold them, you know, two two and a half years ago when Brock uh, turned pro, um, told them that um, this kid's got all the uh, potential in the world and he's got a huge future and now they've um, they've invested in that obviously in um, in the Jeff Fennick um, dream and um, it's slowly becoming reality and um, he's, he's done far more than I thought he said you know he's one of the most active fighters in, in, in the country he's you know had 10 fights in you know uh, in a short period of time he's booked in a, another three by the end of the year so yeah he's a very busy fighter so um, he's a um, value for money for his sponsors so as you as a trainer Jeff at what stage in your career were you when you were fighting did you have an eye on being a trainer down the track one day or did you stop fighting and then think I need something to do no never really I I would have loved to have thought that when my career was over I would have um, end up helping Johnny Lewis that was my lifelong dream but that that never eventuated um, yeah, for, for reasons um, that only Johnny knows but um I believe I'm going to be a better teacher, trainer, than a coach than I ever was a fighter. I believe that I am. can see what's happening out there and uh, I believe that I can um, let my my pupil know what he needs to do out there, especially if we've done it in training. And preparation for me is the ultimate and uh, we prepare better than anybody else. And we don't brag and say we train four or five hours a day. We do our, you know, under two hours a day, but we do quality, not quantity. And uh, we don't do any of these extra training sessions where we're doing ropes and doing things that I... I 
I've never seen anybody doing a boxing ring before. I mean, these, all these fighters, they're doing this third training session with this strength and conditioning guy. They're swimming. They're, they're doing all these crazy things that um, no other great fighter in history has ever done. I mean, I've gone through all the, the training programs with Brock and I, and we do that intensively. We, we really study all the other great fighters, the Roberto Durans, the Ray Leonards, the, the Ali's, the, the Tysons, and you know, none of them really... Um, you know, I've never seen anything you know, wave ropes up and down with their arms. Or you haven't or seen that at all mid round where they pull the battle ropes out and just no, say, "Hang no. on to your opponent. Let's yeah. do a little bit of this." Nothing. I haven't seen that tap dancing stuff. I haven't seen any of that stuff. So it's um, for me. Look, I'm, I'm sure it can help early in your, in your preparation, but um, I believe that the ultimate goal and the ultimate um, vision and knowing when you're ready is after you've boxed. 10 or 12 rounds, if that's what you're fighting. Once you know you can do that, you, you know you've done the work and Brock's always ready to do that. So the relationship with Brock, how did that start? Be, did, before he was professional, as he became professional? Um, well, I've known his family all my life. Um, his uh, uncle was the policeman who got me off the street, Pat Jarvis, who, um, you know, if, I, if it wasn't for him, who knows where I'd be today, either in jail or dead. And um, then I met Johnny Lewis uh, through the Police Citizens Youth Club um, system and through meeting um, Brock's uncle and Johnny, Brock's... Uh, uncle's brother uh, Dominic who's now obviously Brock's father I met Dominic for years and known him since I was much younger and uh, the biggest thing that um, also happened to me um, as, a, as a youngster Brock's uh, grandmother Elizabeth was my nutritionist and um, she was giving me things 25 years ago that people are now thinking are the greatest things on the market today um, so you know talking about you know potato peels and the, and the energy you can get out of them, the potassium. And I'd done that 25 years ago. I um, had Arnica papillions and Arnica oils 25 years ago for, for my injury. So she uh, was a lady who was very, very educated and um, helped me a great deal. So that was um, the, the history of us. And then um, one day um, I got a knock on the door from Brock's father, Dominic Jarvis, uh, who's, a, who's a builder in Jarvis Constructions. And he asked me, um, would I have a look at his son? He's doing some boxing. What, what do I think about him? Well, uh, my first um, time I saw, I saw him, I thought, wow, how many fights he had? And when, I, when they told me it was like it could have been half a dozen, seven or eight at the time, I thought, wow, this kid is an amazing talent. He's doing things that I couldn't even think of doing when at that stage of my career. So he was very, very advanced. Uh, he was a very hard worker. Although he was working for his dad, he never missed a, a day of road work. He never missed a day of the gym. He's one of those really dedicated kids. And I fell in love with him. And to this day, um, you know, I am, I'm only involved with boxing for him. If he finishes, um, I'm definitely finished. So, Brock, do you remember your dad telling, did your dad tell you he was going to go and knock on Jeff's door? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd never met Jeff. And I was 16 at the time when I met him. Like, obviously, I was boxing as an amateur, and I was doing all right with it, and I loved watching Jeff fight. And then my old man, I eventually got in contact with him, and I got to meet him, and then here we are. <laughs> There's a natural progression. Yeah. Uh, speaking to the trainers, Jeff, they feel they're fighting the, their opponent as well. Is that how you feel when you're watching Brock? Is that generally what a trainer's mindset is, no, watching I, a belt? No, definitely not. I wish I was fighting with him or helping him, but no, but... Um, like I said, my job is is to make sure that his preparation is done. And um, like I said, um, there's always had to fit us. I've, you know, I thought nobody could ever beat me. I was defeated on, on three occasions. And um, hopefully I can make sure that that doesn't happen to Brock. But like I said, um, there's always had to fit us. I just like to make sure that <coughs> mentally Brock is ready for the fight. Physically, I know he's always going to be ready. But um, the, the mental side of it's really important because I, I tell him from the first day I ever seen him because he was this little tough kid that 
It's not scared of anyone. I said, champ, nothing comes from the heart, champ. We've all got the same size heart. Dissect this all, we're going to have the same size heart. It's, what, what's, it's what's upstairs. Get their head right and you'll be able to do everything, especially with the will, especially the way you train, especially with your mental attitude. Get that right, have your head in place, know, know that you've got a job in hand, don't underestimate everybody and, and we'll be fine. And he's uh, getting better and better and he's learning every day and I've got an amazing pupil that um, listens to everything I say. So can you hear Jeff calling uh, mid-round? Yeah, Rock. of course. Uh, I can hear everything Jeff says. You get people that think they know the sport, they'll tell people what to do. But then i got Jeff who shows me, teaches me, He's been there, he's done that. He knows the sport inside and out and he's taught me so much in the three years that I've been with him that I feel like I, I, I know the sport a lot better than I ever would if I had never met Jeff. So you're making adjustments mid-round when you hear Jeff uh, yeah, see something? Yeah, yeah, I try to do everything he tells me because it's hard to argue with someone that knows. You know, Sam, if you watch some of our fights, you'll hear me. I'll say, Brock, do something soon. And the next minute the fight's over, he'll do it because, because we've practiced it. Again, it's it's really important that Brock just doesn't try to do it out of the blue. But yeah, he, he sets it up and um, he takes his time. But he, he hears my call and he knows that I can see what's happening out there. And uh, he responds um, with with uh, what I've asked him to do. And, and like I said, we, we've gone home early many times after that. How about conversations mid in between rounds when you're on the stool? Yeah, not much. And what I like to try to first thing I do is just get Brock breathing, get him to relax, and then I'll, yeah, I'll tell him one or two things. I'll, I'll obviously try to tell him what his opponent's trying to do and what he has to do to, to counter it. And um, It's something it's, that most trainers can't do. Even when I watch some of the old fights that Jeff, or fighters where Jeff was in the corner, as soon as he tells them to do something and they do it, it always works. I've seen that, so you can't really argue with anything that, that he says. Like I said, he knows the sport better than anyone. So you're talking about fighters that Jeff has trained in the I've past. Watched, I've watched fight, previous fights before and I've seen... I've seen how much he knows, and I've, he know he, he watches the opponent. He knows what they're doing. He knows what you got to do. And um, as soon as you listen to what he says, it, it's gonna work. So he's a good listener, then, Jeff. Oh, definitely so. And like I said, um, um, you know, if, if for instance, if I told him to do something and he's getting hit and it wasn't working, you think, well, you know, stupid. Like, but yeah, we've we've got a we've got a great relationship. Um, um, well, we spend um, a lot of time together, and um, we train in the mornings. We, um, I, I try to be as much. As like my trainer Johnny Lewis was to me, Johnny Lewis is my father figure. Brock's got an amazing father. My father was sick all my life, and but um, I, I try to, to to be there for Brock for whatever he needs. And um, I, yeah, I, we spend a lot of time together. Like we're here in Melbourne, um, you know, nine or ten days before the fight, we we room together, we run together, we eat together. Like we we do everything together. Which I try to make sure that um, he feels um, very very um, safe with me because it's um, I, I have his safety when he's in the boxing ring. So when you say you eat together, this week is obviously fight week. Mm. You're cutting a bit of weight. You mentioned earlier you're only half a kilo off. Is that yeah. right? Well, not even, yeah. So you, you, you easy you're going to be able to oh, get to yeah. this weight? I mean, I never really have much problems with weight. I really don't. Is it? I'm always working hard and I'm always, I just do what I'm supposed to do. And I do what he tells me. He's been there. He's done it. He's no, I, like I don't, I don't care what anyone says. No one knows the sport like he does and he knows inside and outs and if I do what he says, everything's going to happen. So, in regard, you're you're fighting this one, Hosking promotion, yeah. uh, punches at the park five, you're fighting at fifty two kilos. And uh, no, we're fighting 53. at fifty three. Fifty three. Yeah, yep. um, Brock fights at fifty two point one kilos. Okay. He's a super flyweight. And now there's been lots of people out there challenging him at the moment because there's this new fight call out, which is I think great for boxing. But um, I want people to realise the kid's nineteen. He's had like you know, although he's had temporary fights, he's beaten some good fighters. I'm not in no rush to um to 
throw him in the deep end. My, my job is to make sure that, yeah, if anybody, yeah, if there's somebody 52 by one kilos wants to fight Brock in, in this country, we'll fight him. I mean, um, if they're, if they're, if they're like walking around at, you know, and they tell me they fight at 57 kilos, I've, I've fought before, I fought at 57 kilos and walked around at 69 kilos. I could lose 13 kilos and people do that. Like the Maloney brothers mm. lose a lot of weight to make weight. So Brock does, Brock's not in that position at the moment. He's still a young boy. So it's, it's my job to make sure that um, everything he does is, um, you know, 100% and, and I take total responsibility for it. So I'm not going to throw him in the deep end or put him in there with guys who walk around at 60 kilo and they're going to make 54 kilos. I'm not stupid. Like Brock walks around at 55 kilos. Anybody around that weight um, yeah, will fight them and then we'll be victorious. So at that weight, you obviously know that you know some fighters drop ten kilos, twelve kilos. Is that in the in the future for Brock? I mean, it sounds like it's comfortable. It's rare that you get a boxer that's that walks around one kilo over. Well, the only reason why it's rare with Brock is because Brock isn't one of those guys who, after a fight, goes and puts on ten kilos. He's still he's still very very conscious of what he does. He's very conscious in his recovery, very conscious that, you know, a few days later he's back on the road doing it, which sometimes I think is too much because I try to tell him, if the engine's burnt out, you can't you can't mm. fix the engine. If the engine's a little underdone, you can, you can push your engine hard. I said, look, it's all a learning experience, but look, that's my job. I'm the boss here and um, he listens to what I tell him and um, you know, all these guys are calling out. Like, you know, like I told him, um, make 52 points or make sure you can make the weight. Don't think, you know, or just you, you want to beat... Brock Jarvis because Jeff Fennick trains him. It's a big thing, and it's, it, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to say this is my job to look after the kid, and then I'll be doing it exactly the way I want it, and then, then nobody will influence me or tell me what to do. So fight week, Jeff's not sitting in front of you with a big bowl of pasta, uh, <laughs> parmigiana on the side where you're out. And, well, you're not, probably not even eating lettuce. You're just having a regular meal. Oh, I'm just eating properly. Yeah, well, this morning we woke yeah. up after we trained. Brock had a massive plate of oats and some fruit and some fruit juice. And yeah, later on we'll have something small before we train, and then we'll have a you'll have a, a, a nice dinner tonight. We'll have some steak or we'll have something. something I mean, nice yeah, tonight. I'm not eating stacks of food. I'm still got to be disciplined with. I mean, it's fight week. I'm supposed to. Everyone loses weight on the week of the fight. That's what everyone does. So obviously, I got to be watch what I eat. But I mean, I'm not starving. I'm not doing anything like that. So at 52.1, is, are you comfortable at that weight? Do you see yeah. yourself up, down, possibly in the future? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't see – I mean, my normal weight's not very heavy to my fight weight, like most fighters, so I don't, I'm not going to have too much trouble. I mean, I'm only fighting a bantam weight because we're fighting on a regular basis and we're keeping pretty active, so – and for me, Sam, it's like if he fights for a title, we'll make the weight. And mm -hmm. if, like I said, it's no use making 52 kilos and and, taking that, and depriving their body that last extra 15, 20% if we don't need to. Brock's growing, so he will get bigger. When people look at him, they think, wow, how can he make super flyweight? He's like, this guy's five foot eight and a half or five foot eight, which is very, very big for a super flyweight. Mm. People can't believe it, but no, sometimes I can't believe it, but he still makes weight comfortably. And while we're doing that, um, yeah, we'll, we'll continue to stay there. Yeah, Brock's been quite a traveler. Uh, Thailand, you've fought a few yeah. times. Uh, do you have timeshare there, Jeff? It's like he's fought four fights in time in Thailand. Uh, well, I have my best friend who's the promoter there, and he promotes once a month. So, And I love Thailand, and, but we've ha had our first pro fight Mexico on the other card of a world yep. title. We've um, got a good fan base there too, you know. Mm -hmm. We've got sponsors there and a lot of people come and watch. And Out of Mexico? Uh, Thailand. Or Thailand, Thailand, yes, of course. So, yeah. so how do you find the adjusting to Thailand? How early do you get into, you're here in Melbourne a week before, in Thailand, yeah, same? Same, same thing, yeah. I know, we'll get there a little bit earlier, we'll yeah. try because of the heat there, uh, yeah, but then we're so used to it now, it's good, you know. But um, like I said, we're very, very blessed that if, everywhere we travel, that um, uh, we travel, 
in first class, we've got a sponsor that will only fly first class. So we, it's not as if we're, we're did going. Did you say over. we did that, Brock? So yeah, you yeah. slipped as, that sponsor it's not in? As if we're, it's not as if we're going over there flying economy and, and getting over there tired. We go there, you know, which, uh, which is for Brock, uh, wow, what a blessing. Like when I fought Azuma Nelson for my fourth world title, I flew economy class all the way to America. So this kid's, um, yeah, he's, look, he's not lucky. Um, the harder you work and, and the better you are and the people can see him. And he's got, a, like I said, he's got a good promotional team behind him. He's got a good management team. His father's a million percent supportive so he's just getting what he deserves and hopefully um, he'll appreciate that and he'll never you know go out of the boundaries and he's never done that I know that he's got a a, a great family attitude he's got a great respectful attitude so all his sponsors love him I saw I only fly first class on your social media Facebook and I was wondering is, is this kid getting ahead of himself 10 fights and he only flies first class well, what is I only fly first class what do they do how do they Look, take firstly care? I just want to say it's not it's not nothing to do with me it's all Jeff and Jeff Jeff organised this. I'm not asking for no special favours. First class like tickets, that. no, yeah. Jeff. Well, let me tell you, I mean, the, the great thing is that anybody that's listening, yes, they get, get on their side. If you want to, if you want to fly um, first from, class, yeah, for a, or if, if you do fly first class or business class, and you want to go for half the fares that you usually pay, you'll save yourself a fortune. Then, yeah, you might be able to sponsor Brock as well one day because you'll save a lot of money. Did you see that commercial there, Brock? How about Hooters? Now let me let let Brock tell me about Hooters if he's. Hey, so they got the who does um my, my, my he goes out with my daughter mate he can't let him answer that. <laughs> oh he goes out with your daughter does yeah, he yeah so I'll t- answer the who right sponsor. okay who does the, the owner of, the did owner you get of, him that sponsor Papa all right the owner of who does is my great friend his name's Sid Borg from he's a, a really he's a Maltese guy. man good on you Sid and uh, yeah he's um you know he just watched Brock fight one day and said Jeff I'd love to have an association he's a, he's a lovely kid and um yeah you know. So yeah, we go there and we um, we judge the Miss Hooters every year. Well, it's, it's an amazing thing to do. I love that. I got that sponsorship more for me than Brock. <laughs> but you're still happy with that sponsorship, awesome, even though man. you're going out with Jeff's daughter, right? Hey, it's a, yes, it's a good place to be. Pa- Hooters, Parramatta. Okay, very nice. Fun. When did you start going out with your daughter, Jeff? If I can ask, is oh, this a touchy subject? Uh, no, no, it's it's not been that long. I'm, I'm not one of these. Yeah, it's over a year. Uh, yeah. Two years. So you've been with Jeff for about three? Yeah. And it just developed the relationship? Yeah. yeah Did my, you keep it hidden from Jeff? No. No? no, my, no? Daughter, my daughter was a little tough one. I would never go out with that kid. Never, <laughs> you know. They are, so, yeah. Yeah. so it wasn't hidden. Your daughter your daughter straight up to you, toe-to-toe with you, Jeff, and oh, said, yeah, that my, is... My daughter's me. She's uh, she's my daughter. Trust me, she's uh, one of those little hard things. And then hopefully, um, I'm not sure Brock... If Brock will ever be able to handle it, but uh, good luck to him if he can. Mm-hmm. Brock's back. <laughs> is that a good thing? Oh, oh no, what I don't it's got nothing to say. No, yeah, I just yeah, as long as he's happy, that's all that matters. As long as you and now fusion. Now I was going to ask you about a nightclub. Uh, yeah. I wasn't aware that he's going to have your daughter, but obviously you know waiting in queues at the fusion, straight in. He's, a, he's my good friend, the the owner of fusion. Yeah, he's a great guy and he looks after me so. Very nice. His name's Bradley Canty, yeah. um, and um, just for you guys know, we haven't been to Fusion yet. We've been sponsors for over a, nearly a year already, and we will, we will, um, we will make an appearance there. But we wear their name because we um, we love our friend. But uh, we, we will head there after. And we spent we spent a lot of time with Brad too. So yeah, I was going to say because there were photos on your social media with your shorts, and mm. you, you you got like uh, I counted nine sponsors, which yeah. some fighters would probably salivate at having three. Uh, how do you keep them all happy? Are you ringing them on a regular occasion? Uh, I speak or? to I speak to most of my sponsors. Yes, yeah. I, try, I try to keep in contact with them. I want them to know 
how much I appreciate what they do for me. I want to give back to them. I want I want to make them happy. I want. Yeah, when Brock gets home, he's got a brand new um, Toyota. Uh, what is Brock? I was going to ask car, if yeah. Sydney City Toyota yeah. are giving you a car. Well, yeah. What they, have they got? What have they got for you? Well, I've been driving a Yaris for around for the electric car. But, but they, no, they gave him a choice, and they gave him a choice of some beautiful cars, and he picked the. Um, the 86, yeah. Yeah, the 86, and it's all done up. It's beautiful. But um, John Rocker, um, again, as we go back, was my sponsor. Mm. Sponsored me when he was with Lexus and Toyota, and now he's, yeah. So it's it's just a thing that just flowed. And, well, um, John Rocker and Jacob Rocker, the son who's working for the father, they love Brock. They love the association. They love what Brock brings to the party. And like I said, um, you know, everybody that is associated with Brock are, are more than happy. That just about his attitude, and I think that you know, says a lot for his family upbringing. You got a lot of them coming down to Melbourne to support you. You got a bit of a Sydney, cra- yeah. Sydney following. Yeah. Yeah. Who you got coming? You got family coming down? Yeah, I got um, dad, my, my dad, yeah, and that coming. Yeah, Bradley Canty's here yeah. from Fusions. We got uh, David Pascoe from um, Australian um, Astra- Properties. Yeah, Australian. Is he giving you an apartment by any chance? Australian no. Properties no. hasn't given you anything. You do well, a lot of. You no, got he helps. Of course, he helps me out. He's my sponsor. Yes. Um, well, he has given the property. He pays his rent, which is amazing every week <laughs> in, a, in a beautiful apartment in Five Dock. I say he's given. You get accommodated by um by Australian properties. Yeah, and David Pascoe's a great man. He's a, a great friend of ours. And then when you saw, you just rub on the paint away, Brock. Keep the muscles nice and warm. Yeah, yeah, we do that most nights. And Brock will have a nice hot shower bath. We put the paint on, and yeah, he's he's recovered for the next day. It's it's an amazing product. That's why Chemist Warehouse and everybody else <laughs> around the world um, use the product. It's it's an amazing product. So the good thing is you don't have to do any part-time work, Brock. You know, I'm working KFC on the side or deliver pizzas just to keep things going. I've worked since I was 16 up, yes. up until this year as a builder's labourer. Um, I, I only stopped working in February this year because of my sponsors, obviously, and they're looking after me to do what I'm doing. So I'm very lucky because most fighters don't have that opportunity to give it everything they got and I'll tell you something Sam you, the way you drive I've, we've got a the, the, the body works here look at our, our sponsor here Western General Western Bo- Wind can I just yeah. say I mean, something you, oh you, we'll you. never be there because I'm a very oh, good driver I agree Jeffrey. with you brother I've never seen anybody let every car on the road go and then you go I don't know if you're scared of hurting your car or scared of hurting yourself but I'm not getting in your car no more. I'm, I'm scared of home. I told you I have a living legend in the car and a future world champion in the car can you imagine if I got into an accident me driving at 40 kilometres because everything's 40 around here Jeff everything's 40 oh, and what would happen Brock than 40, mate. this guy's got five brothers He's part of six, a part yeah, of six. Yeah, one of them, one year old, one, one of two. F- You're still scared of them? <laughs> They're going to find me anyway. They'll read the papers that yeah. I drove crazily. Now, uh, punctures at the park. Do yeah. you know much about your opponent yeah, coming I've, up? Yeah, I've, I've seen a bit of my opponent. He's a, a sharp southpaw, but I'm ready for whatever he has, and I'm confident I've worked hard and I haven't taken any shortcuts, as you can't with Jeff anyway. So Melbourne Park Function Centre, Lyndon Hosking Promotion. Talking about Lyndon Hoskins, we can't thank him enough. I mean, um, he's been super to us, treat us you know, five-star, and his matchmaker, Stuart Duncan, is, first of all, one of the main reasons why uh, we're here because Stuart and I are very, very good friends. And Stuart rang me, and all he done was praise uh, Lyndon and um, everything that he told me about uh, Lyndon was the truth. He's a great man, great promoter, and we're looking forward to having a long relationship with him because um, whenever he wants Brock down, if we, uh, we're, every show he has, we, we, we'd love to fight in Melbourne because I've told Brock there's no better place to fight in other than Melbourne. And already uh, w- while we're here, I've got five or six tables sold from people who supported me in Melbourne, so it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting night. 
So you'll be doing a bit of handshaking, floating around, Jeff. Well, we've got Shane Warne and his young son Jackson coming. Um, Jackson's a good friend of Brock, so they're going to come and support us. We've got the Hashem brothers who'll be there. We've got uh, Ellie Furley and the boys from uh, one of the travel companies here. So we've got a, a huge group coming down to to watch uh, us. I've got a friend of mine in Malta. He's been named Frank, who has a big concreting company here in Melbourne. They're all they're all supporting us, so it's it's really exciting. So Brock's very well travelled. Thailand is four four times. Mexico, obviously New South Wales. I want to ask you in Brisbane when you fought on the Jeff Horn card. You fought very early on had you fought outside before or is that your first yeah, experience I fought, fought outside uh, plenty of times in yeah. Thailand your adjustment was the conditions similar from Thailand in regards to the light compared to fighting inside or not look that's that's just the thing that's in people's heads it okay. means nothing yet I'm trained every day outside inside it doesn't make a difference it's gonna you're still gonna do the same thing people just they make stuff up and say you're fighting at this time or that time it doesn't matter wasn't a bit chilly for you outside no, it wasn't. you sure Jeff, wasn't any, wasn't you, a bit chilly. Uh, it was. It was not. It was a great atmosphere. The, the, the great thing that happened in Brisbane, and um, the guys from Juco, um, Dean Lonigan and those guys, put on a great promotion. But straight after the fight, there was there weren't there. May, there could have been you know, maybe five or six thousand people there when Brock fought because it was early, but they just all stood and applauded. And after the fight, Alan Jones, the great broadcaster. And went to meet Brock and had him on the radio um, on the Monday morning in Sydney. And um, yeah, Lou Zivanovich, our, our great sponsor from Cabe, who looks after all the uh, all the people um, and the rugby league players, and he's, he's one of the biggest scaffolding and people in, in Australia. And uh, they were there, and they were just so excited with what uh, Brock brought to the table that day because the the word was that um, that this guy was going to give Brock a not just a hard fight, but he was going to let us all know at what stage of Brock's career he was at because this guy was tough. Nobody's ever knocked him out. And Brock knocked him down three times, knocked him out in the first round, so it was a great performance. So with your connections, Jeff, from what you've done in the past, obviously you are in with a lot of the boxing organisations. How does it work for the people that aren't aware of the boxing? Um, there's obviously IBF, WBC, WBA. Do you get ranked? Do you put their name up to get ranked? Do they rank you? How yeah, does no, it no, actually... Of people look at people and then it's, it's, it's the promoter, the trainer's job to you know to get tied with an organization or look I'm, I'm I love the WBC and my great friend Frank Quill um, who was the big guys WC has passed away last week I've got a funeral here tomorrow that I'll, that I'll attend for him but although I'm I'm loyal to the WBC whatever's best for Brock at the time or if there's an opportunity for Brock I will go with that but without doubt any doubt the WBC in the green belt is the most prestigious in in, in the world of boxing and um you know um, I'm honoured and blessed to, to be part of um, that organisation and that association and um, yeah they're very very loyal to me and if it was time for Brock if I thought Brock was ready for that I'd just yeah of course I'd make the call and we'd um, you know send tape of Brock and we'd yeah we'd get special fight and get Brock Raider but like I said I'm not in a hurry to do any of that stuff and um, I just want to take it one step at a time with Brock I'm not going to rush him at all. It's a lot of people calling him out you yeah holding him back are you patient? I just do what he tells me that's my job my job's not to go running around calling people out either. Mine's just to do as I'm told. Yeah, Brock lets his fist do the talking and every time. Yeah, when, when the time comes, if whoever the person is, we won't be calling anybody out. But when uh, when we get in the ring with them, um, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll talk. We've, we've, we've boxed with certain people over the last few months and um, mentioning names of people saying, oh, you know, this kid and whatever, and, um, and Brock has had no problem. So like I said, um, Brock's one of these kids who's very, very grounded. He knows that with hard work and dedication, everything comes. And um, yeah, like I said, um, when the time's right, I'll let him fight whoever he needs to fight. And when the time's right, and that's my job. And um, like I said, we're not, I'm not one of these guys who's loud and can tell him that Brock's the greatest fighter in the world. I know what Brock can do, and I just keep that to myself. I'll praise him and give him the, all the credit when it's due. But at the, at the end of the day, um, 
He's got a long way. He's, a, he's, he's 19 years old. Mm. He's had 10 fights, had 13 amateur fights. You know, some of the guys we spar have had hundreds of fights and, you know, three times the amount of fights that he's had. And he's, you know, um, he hasn't, well, his first fight, he went the distance since then. He's knocked everybody out, you know, either the first or second round because he reminds me very much of the famous uh, Melbourne and Lester Ellis. Brock's got an amazing body punch and um, we were at Lester's gym over the weekend and Lester watched him. Lester was really excited. Lester said, Brock, I can't wait to come and see you fight. I punched on the park. And um, so we're looking forward to that as well. So as, as much as Jeff Phoenix is trained, I, I certainly don't want him to be Jeff Phoenix. I want him to be Brock Jarvis or whatever that means. Uh, he's his own individual. He's got his own school sets and I'll work on them. So if I could just ask Brock, if we can go back before you, you're working for your dad. Uh, yeah. the construction company yeah. um, before that schooling wise were you part time working with your dad full, and then when no, did no, you leave I, school How did you, what's I the story school, for schooling I finished school in year 10 and then I was straight to work did you was it an apprenticeship or you just helped no I was just well firstly I was just labouring I was doing a bit of boxing on the side and then I met, met up with Jeff boxing was always on the side so I never really started my proper apprenticeship and then since I turned professional things became pretty serious so year 10, tell them, breaking it to your folks that you wanted to leave school. What Did you get much pushback from your parents? No, or? no. My dad did the same thing. My dad's very successful. He, yep. he worked hard. He knows you have to work hard to get anywhere. I mean, nothing comes easy. And he's been in the building game all his life. And I'm very I'm very proud of my dad. I, I think he's done very well with himself. And he, he set a good example for me. How about telling your folks that you wanted to get into boxing? Is that... Uh, uh, my dad loves loves the sport. I yes. mean, no, no one boxed out of my family. Everyone was playing footy, but... My dad's always been a big fan of boxing. How about your mum? No, she's not. She's not a fan? No. So does she turn... My mum's different. She doesn't... She she loves to see me doing well, but she she doesn't like the whole idea of getting in the ring and fighting. She doesn't want anybody punching a boy in the face. (laughs) Can't blame her for that either. So with your mum, did you you hide it for a while or did she know straight away that you're... Like a tat, Jeff. Like Uh, a tat. No, she's always known, but I've seen her at the fight. You see us closing her eyes and yeah, she... Yeah, as an amateur, when he lost a couple of times, she's seen how upset her boy was. She'd be crying for him, but yeah, because she knows how hard he works. My, my biggest thing was I would have loved Brock to still be amateur today, but the system in Australia, I'm going to say, it sucks so badly that um, I turned him pro in New South Wales, and he'd you know, have a fight that I thought he'd win, and they'd give the decision to somebody else. We went to the Golden Gloves in Brisbane, where they said there was nobody in his weight. The next day they fight in his weight, and they make him fight in a heavier weight. And then our last fight in Sydney, where I had enough. Um, you know, to be honest, I thought that they didn't do a good job at all. And I went to speak to him and test to, to ask him a few questions. After I spoke to him, though, as I turned, I, I turned back around. I seen them laughing at me, so I thought this was a time for Brock to turn pro. Mm. This isn't the, the game he's in, and no disrespect to, to, to anybody else. Uh, they didn't respect um, what I was saying as if, I don't know, if they thought they knew more than me or they were judge and referee, but that's the past now. When we turn pro, we've never, we've never looked back. We've gone from yeah, strength to strength. We've gone from victory to victory. We've, uh, we've got better every fight. And I'm sure in this fight, um, uh, the people in Melbourne are going to see a, a young up-and-comer that hopefully they're going to um, fully embrace and support. And hopefully, like I said, Brock will base himself here in Melbourne and fight out of Melbourne. I'd love that. That's the plan, to set yourself up in Melbourne? or Well, not to set himself up here, but if, like I said, if, if Lyndon has, like they said, Lyndon has six straight fights a year. If he wants Brock on the card and Brock can bring some people and put bums on seats, I'm sure that's what, what it's all about. And obviously we can help him with publicity and that's what it's about. If we can create a team, I'm more than happy to do that. Apparently you're not that good on social media, Jeff. Brock tells me that. How are you going to pump up? Hang on. Let me tell Brock. Tell me about Jeff. Jeff, so, hang on, Jeff. How I'm doing Brock. now? No. <laughs> 
In the paper? Yeah, you're doing now. The, yeah, I know. you got contacts, but we're in the radio. What year were you in now? You, he, his, his social media is probably like my driver, Brock, right? Oh. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> I mean, every day he asks me the same questions. <laughs> Tell me, what's he asked you, Brock? Media. Yeah, oh. go. What's he oh, lack? Just, oh, yeah. Social media. Turn it just on. Everything. How, how do you, how, yeah. How do I write a message? That's a good point. How do you turn it on? <laughs> I mean, I tell him every day, but it's never going to get there because it's just, that's I, just what it is. How do that's I log in when I get into the hotel? Is can't do any of that. Testadura. We understand no, I'm that. I'm punchy, brother. No, I'm no. good, mate. No, 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 not punchy. I no, hard head. I mean, I can't say anything because my old man would be exactly the same. Right. So it's just what it is. I'm not calling you punchy, Joe. I'm just calling you a little bit stubborn. You don't want to learn. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't because I, I, my, I should, but I don't. Yeah, I don't want to learn. Yeah, of course I could learn if, yeah, if I wanted to. But no, no, I don't want to learn. I don't. I don't want to be one of those guys who's crazy on social media and stuff. I, I don't know. It's got some great, some great things. Though. Social media is amazing. But I like, I like watching. I like just doing some little certain things to help my sponsors and say thank mm. you to them. I don't like going overboard. Like I said, I'm, I'm not one of those guys. I'd hate to have Facebook on my phone because it would beep all day because people are messaging me all day. So I, I don't do that. I just have an iPad and I turn it on. When I get home, I'm bored. I'll I look and say hello to people. I love that. I happy birthday to everybody every day has a birthday. I really love doing that. So, do you take that as a good excuse there, Brock, for not wanting to learn? Do you think we're going to be able to turn him around to get on to Facebook, Instagram, oh. Snapchat, help no, you out, ne- no, help your never, career? You'll never get him on that. He will not. He can't do it. We're good. We got the likes of. Shane Warren and the Hash that's Brothers. That's it. They'll help us. They'll put it on their page. And Shane's, they're much more popular than me, so that's all good. That's the key. You've got to link yourself up. Just like your career, you've hooked it up onto the Jeff Fennec uh, Skyrocket. You hook yourself up to uh, Shane Warren, social media king, the Hashin Boys. Uh, yeah, he's you know, Shane's certainly good to us. Sam. He's been very, very good to Brock, good to me for a long time. Yeah, we've got a good relationship. And you know, out with him. The other night I had some dinner and a few drinks with him and his young son. So and and and, and uh, Tony Hashim was with us. So it was amazing. So he'll be there this Saturday night. He's confirmed that. Yeah, he'll, Shane. Be, there, he'll be there cheering for Brock with his with young Jackson. So I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Shane watching Brock and you know, getting that. You know, the other sporting people thinking, wow, they're t- all talking about Brock. So it'd be great. So uh, Hosking promotion, Brock. Yeah. You ready to rock and roll? Yeah. You're I'm, only I'm half ready. a kilo off. I'm ready to fight right now. Right now. Right now. Maybe if we get stuck in traffic, it might be good for me there, uh, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, you, you don't even know how to use the horn, bro. I've got to learn the bib the horn as well. Most people stop in front of you. I'm not Jeff Fennec. I know uh, if I bipped the horn and someone looked well, at me, Sam they Greco's would. Your brother. Well, I can't have a photo of Sam Greco. I'm going to put up a photo saying, This is my brother. Yeah. Isn't that. What's he like driving around? Brock, please great, tell great me. Great driver. He says he's great. Look, he he's, he's giving him the stare down, Just ladies and gentlemen. Go. Yeah. Oh, he Brock, run, tell he, me. He runs the road. He runs the road. I've paid enough tax. I, you know, it's part of the road. When you're yeah, that's what he wants on the road. You, there's no rules. When you're a passenger with Jeff driving, tell me about your feelings and emotions approaching. He's put the oh, thumbs up. Hey, driver. <laughs> get there. Always, <laughs> always I'll, drive, I'll, get, I'll give him one thing. Jeff, hang on. I'll give him one thing. It'll Go. take most people half an hour. It'll take him five minutes so to get to the so destination. Is it the Thailand, um, the Thailand Look, I influence? Know, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's impatient or what it is, but... We're always seem to be. Uh, early. Just, I just <laughs> know the shortcuts. I'm one of the smart guys. I know, I know how to take shortcuts. So I'm going to give you a lift to your next destination. Is it better if you start walking now? You probably get there well, before me, Jeff. Definitely, I would. Sam Greco, we're coming to see you to have lunch, <laughs> brother. So um, have something nice for me. Thank you very much, Brock. Do you have anything to say before Jeff? Uh, we we. Uh, I love you all. <laughs>
Um, Are you going to use that? Or you just nah, can't, can't take. No, nah, I can't. Can't use that. Tell me, Brock, please. Five brothers. Mum's at home. Yeah. Tell, is your mum coming down for the fight? No, nah, she's, she's not. She's not? No, unfortunately, no. Are you telling me I only fly done. first class, are unable to get them down? Uh, she doesn't want to come down. No, nah, she doesn't need she, she's, she's good. I, was, I just speak to her. She likes to hear the good news. Does she stream? Does she watch it on TV? Yeah, sometimes. She oh, does. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Good on your mum. Yeah. Do we have? Who are we about our mums? My brothers huh? all watch, so. They always, my brothers, I'm close to my brothers, so. Dad's coming down. Dad, dad's always, always around. Dad's in the corner with us. He's yeah. in the corner he's too. In my corner, always in my team. corner. Does he actually advise you, Jeff, or do you, are no, you the boss no, in that no, corner? He's, he's no, he understands. He, he knows what's knows, up. Yeah, yeah, we talk, but I talk to him about everything. But he's totally give. I've, I've got the reins here, which is great, and we've got a great friendship. We've been friends for a long, long time. So, yeah. as long as Jeff got the reins, everything's great. Brock, is that correct? That's correct. Jeff's way of the highway. Hundred percent. No, 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 no. It's not that. <laughs> he just knows that we're doing it the right way. I, I would never, you know, like <laughs> think that it's either my way or the highway. But listen, I've you know, got a few rules in place here, and and we abide by them, and that's why we've had success for so long, and uh, it'll, it'll it'll continue. Trust in Jeff. I think I'm here and there, Brock. Yeah. Happy with that. That's it. Thank you, for gentlemen, for coming down. Thank you, Sam. Off to our next one. You better start walking now, Jeff. See you soon, Sam. I'll see you at the restaurant. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Exceptional People. For past episodes, please visit our website, exceptionalpeople.com.au. That's exceptionalpeople.com.au. On our website, you'll find links to iTunes where you can subscribe to this show as well as leave feedback. For Android users, there is also a link to Stitcher Radio and also a link to our Exceptional People Facebook page. You can find all those links as well as past episodes when you go to our website, exceptionalpeople.com.au. Thanks once again and bye for now.